welcome to another episode of the Creative Pivot Podcast. I am your host, Heather Johnston. This is the last episode of the Creative Pivot. It's not the last episode of podcasting. Don't worry. Make sure you are a subscriber so you get notified with new episodes of the new chapter of my podcasting journey. But this is the last of the creative pivot. I so appreciate all of you that have been along for the ride, everyone that I have interviewed, everyone that I have come across that had said that this podcast really um, made a difference. They really loved listening to it. And I appreciate all of you so much. So thank you for that. And I hope you will be joining us for the next part. This episode was just something that wasn't meant to be. It was like the little episode that could. My co-host on here, Christina Brummer, who you'll recognize from the Grow Your Heart-Centered Business series that I had on the Creative Pivot podcast, is here as well. We were having just a, a great conversation and she said, you need to hit record. And so we did. And so now you have this episode and I'm so thankful for that. It's one of my favorites. And we talk about, you know, that it's okay not to jump in. We right now are in the month of February. And if you did not dive all in with action taking and all these things for your business or for your career or for what you wanted to change in your life. That's okay. We're going to talk about grieving. We're going to talk about reflection. We're going to talk about what's next. Speaking of that, what's next is that Christina and I are partnering on facilitating a mastermind. It's called the Grow Mastermind for Women Entrepreneurs. It's going to be six months starting off the week of February 20th. To find out all the details, visit my website, thecreativepivot.com. Right at the top of the page is information or is information on it. You can click on that and it'll take you to a page with all the details and to sign up. It's going to be a small group besides Christina and I, there's 10 spots. I hope you join us. I can't wait to get started. It's going to be an amazing next six months. And with that, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Creative Pivot Podcast. Welcome to the Creative Pivot Podcast. I am your host, Heather Johnston, a life, business, and career coach for midlife women who are ready to banish burnout, say goodbye to the shoulda, woulda, coulda lifestyle, and pivot over to a life led with a creative heart. My own experience of dealing with burnout and deciding to take the leap of becoming an entrepreneur led me here to becoming a certified life coach and creating this podcast. Do you have a dream, an idea, a what if I was able to do this for a living thought that just won't leave you alone? This podcast is for you. I interview women who have taken those thoughts and turned them into a new career, a new way of living, pivoted into their authentic self. They share what led them to their pivots, as well as tips for how you can take those ideas and try something new. I also offer solo episodes to share my own stories, along with lessons from my coaching practice on how to make those midlife musings become your new way of life. All episodes of the podcast are sponsored by Creative Pivot Coaching. Please visit thecreativepivot.com to schedule a free coaching call with me today. And now on to this week's episode. This conversation is so helpful 
the fact that neither one of us thinks that January is the be all end all of getting started for your whole year. And then I love your idea about redefining some of those words, redefining what are our goals? What are our intentions? Redefining what was the word you said? Disrupt. Have you read the book Wintering? I feel like I want to read it again. It almost feels like I need to read it every time. So it was written by Catherine May and it's called Wintering, The Power of Rest. She also has another book that I want to read. She has several books. So she has one where it's about, I think, discovering her that she has autism. The electricity of every living thing, a woman's walk in the wild to find her way home. And then she has a, I think this is a brand new one. Yeah, that's coming out in February. Enchantment awakening wonder in an anxious age so her writing is beautiful but wintering was the one that i've read that idea of why do we feel this need to rush into change at the start of the year like it's just another day i always feel so much more inspired i think around my birthday that yeah. that day has an actual meaning for me you know, of, yeah. of reflecting personally on my journey and where I am now. But I loved how we did it from a re place of reflection. Yeah. And it was that like reflecting on what you have done and what has served you and what has not served you and what you want to carry into the new year. And I think that that is where that disruption, that word disrupt came up for me in that writing was... Mm -hmm. I'm not being a disruptor in what I do, but that's a positive thing. It means you want to innovate. You want to create or figure out your own voice. And so that's like going into 2023 and trying to figure out what my word of the year is. I'm still like behind and, you know, reading, I think, I think it was Wendy, one of her last emails where it talked about like, so if you're behind, like, don't feel bad at yourself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Wendy. Yeah. I kind of needed to hear that right now because I am feeling like I'm behind. I'm behind already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have to have permission to not feel. It's so weird that we always have to have permission. It's like we have to consciously choose to be okay with being ourselves and wanting to be the way we feel. But there's this sense of needing permission to say that, oh, I don't have to have resolutions and I don't have to have my word of the year. I don't even have to pick a word of the year. There is a sense of being okay with just doing your own thing. And I think that's always a situation for me in, in January because I feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I should make all these resolutions or I should, you know, what is my big thing? And what if I don't decide what that is? I don't really feel that way this year. I maybe don't even think I felt that way that last year. I did pick my word because I had a really stressful last quarter, like September through December. And it's been really, I can say now that I feel like maybe I'm on the end where I can start to see the lessons from it. But boy, the eye of the storm has been really interesting and I think that now I feel like January is a time when I can allow myself to just answer some questions about it like we you know like in the planning session we did it was like you said it's about what do you want to leave behind what do you want to carry forward into the new year so I think we really focused on what is we, what do we want to feel like rather than what are even though we're we're very tactical but I think you know we wanted to see like at the end of next year or now this year what did we want to feel like what do we want it the accomplishments to feel like and not you know what is the line item on our tax return it, it that's a big shift for me but um i sort of returned to meditation which i had not been religiously doing and i because i wasn't sleeping because for me when 
my nineness is not in a healthy place, it, it, anxiety is the thing that comes. And so I was ruminating. So I kind of call it like my brain pit bull. And so it was like grabs onto something and it just will not let it go. And so it goes around and around and around circles. So I did this meditation that was, I think it was like hypno, slip, sleep hypnotherapy almost. Basically was like guiding you so that when you woke up in the middle of the night, you didn't instantly go to that anxiety state because I think like my cortisol has been probably through the roof for the last four weeks. And so I would literally wake up in panic and be like, <gasps> and then my whole physical body would be anxious. And anyways, the meditation was, had you do like, you know, sort of very typical body, like feel, you know, pause and see your breath and, and all those things, not to diminish them because that that's helpful, but um, so normal kind of things. And then what she said was, I'm going to say the word now, and that's the word I want you to hold on to. So when you wake up, roll into the position you were when you heard me say this word, and then say the word to yourself and say the word now so that you can be present in the moment and recognize that you're not in a flight or fight kind of mode. And then you can return to the state. And I was like, oh, A, that worked. And then B, I'm like, okay, that's totally my word for the year is now. Because the word present does not resonate with me. It never has. And I'm like, oh, everyone says you got to live in the present. And I'm like, mm, okay, it doesn't really, doesn't really track. But I don't know what it was, something about her saying the word now. And then, you know, I did do that. Like, I, of course, I, you know, woke up in the night and I did it and it worked. And then I've been doing that since then. And, you know, it wasn't a magic pill. Like, not everything has been perfectly fine. But I can definitely repeat that word to myself now. I say it now. And then it just kind of brings me into the place of feeling grounded, I guess. So that's kind of how I chose mine for this year. I think that's beautiful. I mean, it came from realizing what you need in, yeah. a, in a real life event of having a word that brought you back to center, you know, mm -hmm. and that's that, you know, like talking about the red thread, that's, that's kind of the same thing. Like what is the, the work that you can do or the action that you can take that even when you're like, oh my gosh, this day is falling apart. Like, I just like, what can you go back to, to center yourself, whether, you know, and sometimes just having a word or having a time or having, you know, that, that sign that you look for, you know, to do it is so important. I have, I got a new calendar because I love paper calendars, just as yeah. a thing to like, look at. So I got a new calendar from Lisa Congdon, who's an artist in Portland, oh, the yeah. Portland artist. But on January, it says, find what feeds you. As I get older, I don't know what it is, but there's something about having the words that are important to me in front of me as like a reminder. And maybe that's why moms like it. It's just something that they can like look at and go, okay, yes, that is true. That is like, I picked that side out that said that thing because at the moment, I needed that. And so it may be live, laugh, love when you're really pissed off at your family members or something has, you just need to look at that live, laugh, love and be like, okay, yes, yeah, that, that was important to me when I picked up that sign, like to remember those yeah. things, you know? And right. so, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. that kind of thing. It's like, but having, I mean, I love Lisa's work because it's so bright, like her colors are so great mm. and you know, her also being a later in life kind of, you know, I think she was in her late 
30s when she got it might have even been early 40s but when she went out and really like I'm going to be an artist I'm going to be a professional artist that's how I'm going to make my money and kind of went after that and I always appreciate those like figuring those things out later on (laughs) um it's interesting because I when you said her name like her name sounded familiar to me but mm -hmm. I just looked her up because that's what we do when we have conversations we look stuff mm -hmm. up all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah and wow she is super colorful and bright and but yeah, you know, clearly not 20 and, no. um, you know, like, I think there's a real resonance for us when we discover people who, you know, are doing things later in their life. Because I think even with January, if you want to say that we're in the winter of our life, like, you know, is that when you turn 50, like, do you become the winter of your life? I don't know. But do you feel this sense of um, running out of time? And so it's really inspiring to see people who are not in their 20s, not, you know, like we're not in our 20s. So that season Mm -hmm. is not a space where we're gravitating towards. But, um, you know, to see women specifically doing things that are, you know, totally in alignment with who they want to be. And I think being able to figure that out, because for me, this month is about asking those questions. Like the last three months have been really challenging and in, in both ups and downs and so now it's time to ask myself what if that do I want to keep and you know what do I want to let go I wrote down today or yesterday I think I said oh I think I said to someone on my team I said ah this this is something that does not make me happy to do and now I can say that I don't want to carry this into the new year for my business that doing this particular task does zero to light me up in fact it actually totally drains my energy I completely procrastinate on it because I don't want to do it I almost think it's kind of one of those things I procrastinate learn like I try to throw more learning at it thinking okay well it's gonna it's because I don't know what I'm doing or I'm not as confident but the actual fact is I just don't like it and so having that ability you know because we're nines we don't usually say that so to be able to actually verbalize I don't like this don't enjoy it. It sucks my energy. I don't want to do this task anymore. And, you know, the task that I'm, you know, vaguely referring to is something that, you know, is a significant part of what I do. And if I decide to not do it anymore, it has a domino effect. Like I'm, I have to consider what that is. But I think as we continue to grow our heart-centered businesses, that's part of it, is accepting that something drains your energy instead of grows your energy and it's scary when you can think about getting rid of that or choosing to say no to that can have such a big shift in what you're doing um but i definitely know like in my gut the right decision is to not do that thing anymore so that can be it's like enlightening and i think i'm trying to use the you know as we take words and redefine them the word grief and what that like grief comes up in our life so much and it feels like in the past it's always been something that you use when you lose someone like there's a death and yet there is a grief that comes with um realizing something new about yourself or something that you have spent a lot of time doing and there's a grief in realizing how much of your life you spent doing something 
and where that energy could have been put you know and so I think that it's yeah. like there's this realization and then there is this feeling of okay I'm going to I'm going to do better for myself yeah like why did I choose to do that because you could feel that it was not good and it's that it's that idea of when the discomfort of staying in that place is more <laughs> than the discomfort of moving like that's when yeah. you you know you kind of realize and so I think that's it's it's just one of those things of midlife is a period of grief it's grief over having done things been in relationships allowed people to treat you a certain way um creating a business and doing things for so long and then being like oh this is not serving me and I need to change and you're like oh that's uncomfortable like I don't want to deal with that and it, like yeah. I don't want to start over I don't want to do these things you know and so it's this it's a reflection it's why so many people I think oftentimes when you think of hitting this point in your life it's like a midlife crisis when really it's well yeah you have it now some people act out they're like okay, I'm having a midlife crisis. I want to surround myself with younger people. So I feel younger. I want to go buy a sports car. I want to go, you know, it's like these things. I want to go do all these things. And at the same time, I feel like, yes, I'm actively, I am actively kind of doing these things. But when it comes down to it, it is a catalyst for discovering how do I want to spend the rest of these years? And you know, having conversations with my own parents, you know, mm -hmm. who are older and they're yeah. at this point of saying, okay, how many more years do we have? And ha like, yeah. that's a totally different, but it also is, it's a little bit of a realization for myself of like, I'm not at that point, but I know that I need to remember who is important to me and how, you know, who I want to surround myself with and the energy that I want to move forward with. And at the same time, yeah. you know, we both have daughters. What do we want them going into their next phase of life? Do we yeah. want them going into feeling like work is not satisfying? Do we want them going into a thing of like, I could create whatever I want. Um, mm -hmm. Having a business doesn't need to burn us out. Having a job doesn't need to, like you can find something that fulfills you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's That's all true. of those. And it at any season, right? Like I said, that's so paralleled with my mental state and thoughts at the moment, because one of the things I talk about, my dad is like one of my best friends. And one of the things he and I talk about all the time is, you know, when life shifts, you, the grief, like I loved the way you explained that. It's not this on the floor in a puddle kind of crying grief. It's I, you know, when my mom passed away, I was 21. My dad was in his fifties, I guess. Yeah, he would, no, he would have been, he's, a, he was the same age as my mom. So he's like 48, which is so weird. Um, but you know, for him, he, his life was a certain way. And I said to him, you know, what you're grieving is the picture is not the same. Like you had this picture of how it was going to be. And then your wife died. And now you have three adult daughters, you know, we were 18 to 24. And he, he didn't really know how to relate to us because he was, they're very traditional, right? My dad was the working dad and my mom stayed at home until my younger sister was about 13 and then she started working. So, but he, 
that he was like, that's right. Like I just have to adjust. And so you're grieving that picture of what you thought it was going to be like. And I think this last few months, I had this idea and I was working towards this idea for my business and for myself in 2022. And it was there was a lot of bumps and the picture was not clear. It was very fuzzy. And now I think the picture's not at all the same. It's like you took the Etch-A-Sketch and did a little shape. And so it's different, but I think that's a big part of it, that grieving. And I loved how you explained that. Um, and then I think the other thing, you know, my dad is 80 this, this year, he turns 80. And I, after talking to him on the weekend, so he's my grandmother that passed away. That was his mom that would have, would have been a hundred this year. And he was saying that he kind of understands how my grandmother's thought pattern was, you know, like some of the conversations they had as an almost 100-year-old mom and an almost 80-year-old son. And side note, super cute, because my grandma always called him her darling baby boy. He's like almost 80. <laughs> so adorable. Um, but I, after my conversation with him, I thought to myself, we were, were talking about how men typically don't do well in retirement and in their later years because they don't have hobbies whereas oftentimes women thrive because it's like what you just described it's this time of discovery and oftentimes they've either you know divorced or become widowed or all these things so their life has now changed they're no longer they're empty nesters like all of these shifts that have made it now more about them and they can focus in on them and it's like all that stuff we put on hold to do the mothering and the, the wife and all those things now you're like given this spaciousness to start to discover who you are as a person so I think we thrive in that whereas their like their identity was either being a breadwinner or the corporate career or the you know those kinds of things and now they don't know what to do with themselves I mean some men have hobbies but pretty much all the men in my world who have either you know retired or you know lost their spouse or whatever they just don't know what to do with themselves and quite often they're pretty miserable but mm -hmm. I was thinking you know here I am trying to question what the next years of my life are going to be and feeling like, do I have the answers? Do I have enough time and all that? And then I thought to myself, what does someone who's almost 80 wake up in the morning and think like they're sure as heck not making, well, okay, this is a blanket statement, but they're likely not sitting here picking a word of the year and making, an, you know, resolutions. Cause they're, you know, they're like, I woke up today. That's what my dad says. I woke up today. It's a gift. Thank you. But I'm like, what a strange season to be in where you're, you know, not like looking at the end of the road, but the reality is it's, you know, it's there. I mean, my dad talks about people and his friends that he went to school with and things like that. And people have passed away this past year. And that must be such a strange and interesting place to be in life too. You're, it's like a dichotomy to me. Like, how do you embrace your life when you're like, oh, I could walk down the street and drop dead because I'm, you know, 85 or <laughs> like, it's just so kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that there's, there's that reflection and then it feels silly sometimes when we reflect on where our parents are, you know, and having, you know, you lost your mom at an age that's close to where you are, you know, in that midlife and that your dad carried on, you know, carried on with his life and figured it out. And I'm sure that there is so much that he never expressed to anyone like that just stayed inside of him and is still inside of him. 
you know, I think about that my husband's mom and dad, um, although not at the same time, his mom was older than his dad, but they both passed away at 78. My parents are turning 77 this year, you know, and so it doesn't mean that that's their story, you know, but it does, it is, I think, part also of why I want to make a change. It's still a remember, you know, a reminder of, um, I want them to see that I'm going to be okay. I would, you know, I would hate to have just stayed in something and did something all those years and just complain to my parents about how much it sucked and blah, 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 and have that be something that they think about, you know, as they're, you know, getting older. I don't want them to worry about me. Although as a parent, I think you always do, no matter what, you're always going to worry about your kids, but it shouldn't be, I don't want to add to that. I don't want to add, you know, to that from my mom and my dad. And I think they, they have a knowing that we don't though. Like, I think like my dad always says, oh, you know, different stages in his life. I mean, you know, my dad can be a bit of a, um, He's not a pessimist, but he's sort of, he's a, he's a realist, I guess. He's very practical. That's where I get that from. But, you know, he, you know, I remember when he was in his sixties, he said, oh, I understand my dad more. Like, I understand what he said in this stage. And when you're at your stage, you'll understand it too. And, you know, my grandfather was in his seventies when he passed away. And I think, you know, I now am able to say like, okay, I totally understand some of those things that my dad talked about and then to hear him say the other day that he now understands what my grandmother was talking about at 99 you know I think you're right like it's just reflecting on and wanting to embrace the season that you're in I think and not I think not worry like my my word for the year being now was also because for me when my mental state is not healthy I'm a I'm a fatalist like I do a lot of future tripping, right? So that's how my anxiety shows up. I'm not someone who dwells in the past and thinks, oh, I should have done this differently or I don't do that, but I do the, you know, it's almost super subconscious because I don't even say the question to myself, what if something happens? It's just, I instantly start thinking about all the things that could potentially happen. So I'm definitely a future tripper. And I think what I'm hearing from my dad and I'm hearing from my inside self is, to stop doing that because we know it is promised today or another day. And, you know, I should know that my mom passing away at 48. I mean, that's, you know, not usual. I mean, you hear stories, young people pass away, people who are super helpful. Like it, there's just so many reasons why we may not be given the next day. And so if you spend all your time either being someone who worries about the past or being someone who's worrying about the future and not living in that now moment, you know, that resonates with me now because it's not promised like what's to come the next day and it and I think what's hard about January is because you're it's all let's plan for the future let's plan our whole year and you gotta have you know some people go totally crazy and they get like huge goals and they do I think you do have to set intentions and for me that's what the word of the year is it's an intention and I think setting goals is good. We both are super tactical and we love to set some goals and planning and all those things. But I think allowing yourself to be flexible and allowing yourself to recognize that you might have to course correct. Um, but then like that, you said, the, the word is your red thread. It's the thing for me this year will be now, like 
what do I need now? What do I need to feel now? Where do I need to be now? And not um, thinking about when I'm 80 or, you know, I'm 52. I'm going to think about being 52. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is now for me at 52? That's really interesting. Yeah, as our conversation always, you know, like starts off one place and kind of goes to another. But I think it is, it's that idea of we're also in a rush in January. And I think that rush to get ahead, it's the tortoise and the hare piece of it, right? Like all of a sudden, we are going to have all of these great habits that we start and they're going to continue and and we load ourselves up with all of these things that if that we don't even think of how we're going to do these things really it's like i'm going to without the how or the why do i want to do those things and then if we're not able to make it all it leaves us is with this feeling of shame and guilt for not being good enough to do these things when it's the idea of that's why i also like intentions of i want to make healthier choices this year and what I eat. Yeah. It's not going to happen every day. It's There's going to be things. But intentionally, that can carry me forward of, if I eat this, how am I going to feel? Like, kind of checking in with myself on that. I was listening because, you know, as we have conversations, we talk about other podcasts, and I think it's called Diary of a CEO. Five Scientific Rules for Making and Breaking Habits. It was really good. But what he said was, like, once you have a habit, that habit, your brain remembers that. So it's not about changing your habit to something else. It's about acknowledging you have this habit, whether it's an addiction or whether it's overeating or whether it's all of it. It's about creating a new habit that you go to more than that old habit. And he talks about his dad who would smoke, but only in the car. And it drove him crazy as a kid and he hated it. And he's like, but yeah, it's his dad. And it was like just an instinctual thing. When he was in the car, he had his little cigar things that he smoked. They were in the car. That's the only place. And it was kind of like, for whatever reason, he doesn't know, you know, what, why, almost like a treat or whatever. And he unintentionally, when he was over at his dad's house, as he was like working on his first startup or whatever, he had all these books, you know, you and I are big on self-development books. Like we have all these books around and he just happened to leave this one book at his dad's house and his dad picked it up and started reading it. And he, you know, and it was about habits and changing habits. And we all know it's like a small step. He didn't know his dad wanted to stop smoking. He didn't know that about his dad, but his dad it was, it drove him crazy that he did it. And so he made just a small change of, instead of, of taking those out of the car, of not having them in the car. And instead he put little tiny lollipops in the same little container. So he still gets in the car and takes a lollipop and sucks on that. And whether that's, you know, that's better for you than the thing, but it was like a small step in. He knew his habit was the environment was going to trigger this in him. So he had to change something about it. And those kind of ideas of going into the month and not just on the first, but like just the month and paying attention to, oh, when I sit, when I get up in the morning and I do that, like, what do I intentionally do? Because the podcast also talks about like Instagram and Facebook and all of that. They know it's an addictive thing. So you get up in the morning, you grab your phone, you pull it like that's a thing. So how can you break that pattern? in a different way you know and we've talked about that you put your phone somewhere else you put something else you know you change it but 
that habit is going to be there. So why don't you work with it instead of mm -hmm. just, I'm not doing that anymore. And then it's like just willpower. It's like your brain is going to revert back when stress pops up you're going right back to what it happened before. Oh, so. completely. I love that story about the lollipop that like, <laughs> what is your lollipop? You know, what do you need to change? You know, my dad also, he never smoked in the house because he, uh, my sister has asthma. Um, but so he has been slowly changing that habit for himself too, because it, it was, it was like a, okay, I'm up, I'm out the door. And now I can have a smoke because it's not going to impact the children. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was his trigger. And so he, it's very parallel because he said that to me that now he is, he gets up and he goes outside, but he doesn't allow himself to uh, smoke right away. Like he'll go for a walk around the building. He, he lives in and stuff. And, you know, my dad is totally funny because my dad is like a total manifester and mindset guy, but yet he thinks those words are crazy. But my whole entire life growing up, his things were, I just got to keep my feet moving and I just have to keep my head in the game. Like he always, he had all these things that he would say to us that were definitely mindset and manifesting and all. So it's so funny when him and I have conversations about that now, but, but yeah, I think that's so good. I'm totally going to think about what are the things, you know, obviously not lollipops cause I don't need those, but what are the things mentally that I can substitute for something that is not serving me anymore? And I love our, our approach to, you know, what we just discovered basically is this approach to this new calendar year being more about feeling and intentions. And I think what you and I discovered when I look back at our last year, you know, we started this venture with Grove kind of by accident. And we've talked about that, but it, in the end, in the last four months has been one of the most easy things, right? We, we decided to do something and we just did it and we stopped thinking about it, overthinking and we did it and it was fun. And, you know, I'm looking for that as we go into this year collaborating together because our collaboration is something that never makes me feel like, oh, that's a line item I got to do. It's another task. It always just feels like this easy, energetic flow. And, you know, even today we were just having one of our normal conversations and I said, oh, we need to hit record because um, this is a good conversation and we need to continue doing this podcast series or a new podcast or whatever it is. And, you know, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about where you and I continue to collaborate and where we can just show up in that way of allowing it to be easy and just to embrace that energy and that intention of it being, you know, simple. Like it's for two people who'd like to make things complicated. It has been like the most simple and uncomplicated thing about my year for 2022. I think, you know, when you say that, it makes me think of the, you know, someone said like, you know, change your mindset, change your life. And as much as we talk about grow your business, what we're really talking about is that grow yourself equals growing your business. If you totally. just grow your business and you don't concentrate on yourself and what you need and what feels right or doesn't right, especially if I, I heard someone refer to, you know, like Enneagram nines or introverts as kind of the gentle souls, the ones that don't want to mm -hmm. hurt anyone. We don't want it like it's so hard for us to put ourselves forward, but that is part of our growth. There is putting yourself forward does not mean that everyone's behind you. Like, it doesn't have to mean that way. You know, it's the rising tide part. But I think that that really is. It's like, grow yourself, grow your business. Yeah. Your business isn't going to grow unless you decide to grow 
you know, with it and yeah. figure out what that means and be okay with changing it. Just like you talked earlier about realizing what you didn't want to do anymore and that that's mm-hmm. something that's not going to be a part of what you're doing. Like you made the realization and then you asked yourself, am I going to stop doing that then? And it's yeah, either and a I yes think, or no, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is either a yes or no. And I think, you know, the part for us as nines is that that is a huge growth thing because the leap to go from, first of all, just even acknowledging that you want or like something, that's a big step for us. But then to take it to the next step where you're saying, and I'm going to choose not to have that thing in my life anymore. So it's not only now the conflict of potentially that not making someone else happy, but we don't let go of things very easily, right? So it's like, now I'm going to say that I'm going to let that go. And then there's a part of us that's like, how you have like four can openers. Well, if I let one go, what if I lose one, right? But I definitely recognize that I need to Marie Kondo that thing out of my life because it does not bring me joy anymore and it needs to go. So I think it is huge growth. Um, And, you know, I think peeling back some of the jargon and, you know, we have talked about this together and on our series about we've taken different programs and things and we, you can get indoctrinated to so much information. And I think there's an, un, it's like, you have to get it all first. And then now we're in the peeling back stage. I'm like, okay, I just went in and I got, I bought 40,000 books. And I can't even carry out the door. <laughs> and now which ones do I actually want to read? Like which ones are really actually going to resonate with me or that I need to give away to someone else because that's going to resonate with them. Interesting. I looked up the woman you mentioned earlier, Catherine May, Catherine with a K. Mm -hmm. um, And she has a podcast, How We Live Now with Catherine May. And her last interview was was on her podcast. It was with Susan Cain, who we know and love because of being an introvert. So it was just interesting that you brought her up because, you know, and then having her podcast be How We Live Now for me, of course, was like, oh, there's my word. So I I just think there's a gentle way for like you use the word gentle. I think we are gentle souls. And I think there is a gentle way for us to move into this calendar year, air quotes, about how we want to show up intentionally for the year. You know, one of the things that we're going to do, I'm so excited about is to have a mastermind for women who are growing heart-centered businesses, but it's different. And now with this conversation, I really feel like centered into what our idea was. And that is to have a place that people who are maybe more on the quiet side, but have these expressions of wanting to grow in themselves and grow in their businesses, but also marrying like that intention with the tactical. And again, it's just really our, really our essential connection between each other, which is that coaching and consulting side. And there's just such a powerful thing for me. And I know you share that and that may not resonate with everyone, but there's a powerful sense of rooting in those two things, which are basically for us is saying that I can be practical and tactical, but I can also honor the side of myself who wants to say, how does that make me feel? What is, how do I want to show up for myself? And how do I want to be intentional about what things that I say yes to and be okay with intentionally saying no to some things? Um, So I'm excited about that opportunity for us to do that and for who is going to come and join us in that. I can't wait to meet those women. Well, 
And I think the last time we talked about this, I also brought up the idea of like, why do we need to start this in January? We should start it in February. Everyone is starting things in January. We want people to start from a place of being very intentional. We want women to join this because they've really thought about what they wanted, you know, or what they want in 2023 and have reflected on what 2022 brought them. And so, you know, being in a place of now, I think is important. I didn't even know Catherine May had a podcast. So I'm so glad that this like triggered that because now I'm going to add it to my library like I do with totally. so many. And actually, in, in so, so does Lisa Congdon. I think I just looked up hers and she, she has does, one as well. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the say, and you, you know this, I say I think a lot. And someone told me once that um, I think is what I'm looking to reflect on when you say that. It's like what triggers in. It's not my truth. It's just, it's kind of like my now. Right now, these are the thoughts that are filling me up. But I'm going to process on it, as we all know, to discover what my truth is. And that is, you know, is something that we want to take into 2023. Still reflecting on my word. As much as I like the word disrupt, I don't think that's the word because it feels a little too, for my gentle soul, like it feels a little too like in your face. And that is what I want. Yeah, it's a little jarring. I do think I need to disrupt my thought pattern and some of the things that come in of like having it be something I think about, but you know, having this mastermind and we're calling it that because like, like you said, that's the jargon of what people know, but having it be at a price point that makes sense as a place to come and have real conversations about what's going on in our businesses, in our lives, because you and I have a lot of real honest conversations about what's going on in our lives. It, yeah, that impacts what we do every day. And so, you know, your word of now, and I think of the power of now, if you read that book, Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, you know, it's, it also is a way to fight back against anxiety like you said your total thing and depression because when we're in the present we're not thinking about what we haven't done in the past and we're not worried about what we still have to do in the future and it's funny because I've used the box breath when I've woken up in the middle of the night the box breath as a place to like here I am right now I can't change anything I can concentrate on my breath and it almost always will put me back to sleep like it it calms that central nervous system calming tool that will put me back to sleep and so I think that's just so kind of it just resonates resonates not even the right word resonates resonates (laughs) my brain Oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Well, and that's we have a the place thing. where we talk about how our brains don't yeah. cooperate with us on a regular yeah, basis. And, and how we show up fully human. Like that is what we do. You know, today I had nothing go right with my morning and I had to recalculate my day and because my, you know, family things happened and things needed to be addressed. And so, you know, it was fully human and that is what we want to talk about and in that group and again using the word mastermind for lack of a better way of sort of putting it in a container for people but you know with a small group of women I I think we decided on 10 spaces so that we there was a you know 12 of us in total and for us to be able to show up in a way for ourselves but also for those women that are going to join us and be able to be fully human to 
you know, talk about the intentionality of what we want to achieve and recognize that there's a lot of um, flexibility that's needed, but also that, that recalibration and not letting it send you into like some, you know, down spiral because it didn't go as planned. And, you know, we hear a lot about, well, you just kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and that's not kind of people we are. So it's, but it is this idea of trying things with the pure intention of it being the thing, like everything I did last year was what I thought that I really genuinely was working towards and wanted. And then the universe was like, oh, hey, wait a minute. You see all this stuff that you pretended that you actually figured out and learned? We're just going to slap you a little bit because you clearly did not get the message. I had to have it in a much stronger way unfortunately for me to you know and I and I think for me it wasn't that I didn't get the message it's that I wasn't honoring the message so you know as a nine I was just like oh it's okay I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that you know I heard you but that's kind of conflicty I like to add an e at the end of words it's like <laughs> conflicty for me so I'm gonna just kind of put that aside but that's what people say it's true is that if you don't listen to the messages that are being given to you the universe just speaks louder until you get it and sometimes unfortunately they really have to hammer you in order for you to get picture and I kind of feel like that's what happened in the last few months is that it was like a giant you know cartoon rubber mallet to the head to say hello you know like you weren't listening um universe I got the message please don't hit me with the hammer again and I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out thinking of words so synchronicity is one of those words that I thought of for 2022 about the recognition the signs you know and thinking of your dad as like he's the biggest manifester and all of that but if you were to call him that you'd be like ah no I those words are for like you know hippies and I don't know spiritual type of you know he would totally say that (laughs) but the word synchronicity it really means more that for me of whatever you need to see as a sign that will carry you through ask to see more of those signs and it doesn't need to mean anything to anyone besides yourself but if you just need more signs to show up for yourself they will show up and I don't think that there's any I mean it that is based on science it's based on what you want more of you'll see more of it in your life perfect example is that car oh I'm gonna buy a new car what kind of car should I get oh I'll get a RAV4 you have a RAV4 don't you (laughs) I do. Yeah. And yeah, then you all, see them everywhere. Yeah. I think I want a blue RAV4. All of a sudden, they appear in your life. They've always been in your You just hadn't trained your brain to look for them. That is the idea behind like having this group of women together. It's the synchronicity. It's the shared sign. Is the what is important to each of us to bring more of into our life. Okay. I'm going to look for that now for you. You're going to look for these things for me. And And it is that way of everyone growing at the same time and getting feedback based on what you say you want versus what some guru out there is telling you to do. Oh, well, if you don't follow this process, you're not going to be successful. Trust the process. Trust the process. So many of us have been told that and we're like, okay, I'm doing this process, but it doesn't really feel right. Like it doesn't feel like this is what I should be doing, but I'm doing it. And you might get sick and they'll say, see, it works works yeah yeah but what if there's another way that I could be doing this and I'm gonna feel good about it and it still works that's kind of like helping each other discover their own path a creative pivot is kind of like that like you might just need to move over a degree and head in that other direction and sometimes other people can point that out you know to yourself through conversation and through kind of coming together and really knowing 
and figuring out what is important. Who are you? Not who you've shown up as in certain circles, but who are you and how do you want to show up, you know, in 2023? Mm -hmm. Having this be six months, like starting in February and going into July. And then we've talked about having a retreat on the Oregon coast at my, where I live in my tiny house. (laughs) Okay. We didn't, we talked about it, but we actually wrote it in our intention. We did. I, you and I have a Slack channel and we use it for our grow ideas and we put it in there. So it is a thing that we are going to be doing um, at the tiny house in Oregon. I did write it on the calendar too. So, oh, that's amazing. (laughs) So I'm super excited about that. So yeah, it just feels good. It feels like, like I said earlier, like an ease and flow with this idea. And it's kind of like a refinement of, you know, we both were in a mastermind together. We've both been in them. We've both separately. And we have seen the things that we wish we had more of in them and wish we had less of in them. Um, but that really comes around to you need to find your space that is the right one for you. And You know, we have friends, mutual friends and things that are not nines and they're very different. They're bold and they like, and so for them, you know, being in something that has a lot of fire and energy and boldness, you know, that suits them. And it's the kind of like, you know, I think of the coach, you know, is like, you gotta go, you gotta, you know, which does not resonate with us at all. Like that is not how to motivate us. That's how to make us want to go cry in the locker room. So it's just very different. And I think equally effective um but just for someone who is looking for a bit of a different way to connect in with themselves and grow in a way that honors the space that they're in whether that is someone who's introverted or not is a nine or not you know is a quiet soul like us or not you know we both have our moments of being confidently loud in our words and in what we're passionate about talking about. Um, I think people who know us both will say that, you know, we definitely have a voice. We're not afraid to use our voice. Um, You know, are we the one that's dressing up as a cheerleader and waving? Not necessarily, but we're still very present for people and we're very grounded in how we feel. We both are very um, thoughtful in our words and we want to share that with people and make a space for them to feel that because that's how we feel with each other like the fact that today we were just going to have one of our weekly conversations and I'm like this is now a podcast episode because this is such good information and I love to share that information with people because I think there are like me I want to hear it like when you always bring up something in our conversations that makes me want to write it down and have to go and research it and so I just know that other people feel the same way too having a place and you and I have created this over the last year I have to look at when we first started when did we first start having our like we call it our CEO time (laughs) I don't know. Um, But what it was is it was a combination of deciding and helping each other take action in those decisions. And so this mastermind came about because of that of, okay, well, we need to incorporate that. We need to incorporate conversation with with the time for action taking. I think we started off as it going, you know, being like, let's have time to talk and then we'll do some co-working. And really what it was is, oh, we really need to talk. We don't have an outlet in any other place where we can talk about things that may and I won't even say only nines but things that kind of the quieter 
the non-like raw, 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 you can do it because we have people in our lives that do that. And there is a time when I need that. Like I need that. But yeah. I also need it from people who that is their specialty. Like their specialty is just, they are going to cheer you up and make you feel good. And then there are times when I and you need the processing, the contemplation, the, I can say that I'm going to do it. And, you know, I'm going to put it on the calendar, like our retreat, but I also need to process what that means Yeah, and figure out how I'm going to move forward in that way and what that process looks like rather than the process that you're going to set up for me to move forward. Um, yeah. I always, you know, you're I not, tell people, you're not going to believe this, but we actually started in January 4th last year. Oh my gosh. I, I just looked it up. I'm like, what? A whole year we've been That's doing it. Like crazy. there's, you know, we've taken, taken some vacation and I moved and yeah. all those things, but since January last year. And look what we did with it. We had a whole yeah, podcast amazing. series and we've done planning sessions and we <laughs> But again, it's like, it's interesting because we did it as this sort of side thing of collaborating together. And yet it has been one of the most enjoyable and easy things that I did all year. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to this year Yay. with the same amount of ease and flow. I, you know, when we, when we talk about at the start of this, of, you know, just kind of redefining some of these words, it really is about, and I almost think redefine, redefine might be a really good word for me this year. We might have stumbled upon my word of the year, it might be redefine, because that is all about what the mastermind is. It's all about what our conversation was in you know the the series on the podcast. It's how do we redefine what it looks like to be an entrepreneur, a founder, a woman in midlife, a CEO, a mom a partner, you know, like a friend, how do we redefine these things in our life where it feels right for us? So we can take the lessons that we learn from these gurus and these people that are like, we see them, they're being successful. And we have gotten to the point now in our journey, where I think when we look at some of these courses or some of these offerings that people are giving, if we see fault or we see like, oh, that's not, it's just because we've moved beyond those places. We're no longer a customer or a client for those. We've grown to the next stage of where we are. And we're now looking for something that's deeper with more connection. And then we've just figured out, well, then we'll create it. Like that has been, I think, one of the biggest things that you and I have discovered over this last year. If something's not working for us or it doesn't feel right, then we have the power to create something that does. And so this, yeah, this next mastermind will. I saw something recently, someone advertising, and it was for like a membership for introverted entrepreneurs, but it was all very like bright colors and blah, blah. blah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm sure there's tons of introvert, you know, in introverted entrepreneurs that also love the bright colors and love all that stuff. But that's not going to appeal to all introverted entrepreneurs. You know, it's like we have done programs where we, you know, we paid money, we we did them, we might not have gotten the results of what that person was selling or doing. But all along, the things that we've always said is the connections we made with a small group of those people, we, you know, it's, it's helped us in a way so much more than what that program ever was promising to deliver. And I think that that is the biggest part of, you know, the mastermind of bringing these women together. And so it's, yeah. and yeah, maybe, maybe this uh, podcast is 
is coming back, but I don't think it's the creative pivot anymore for sure. I think that's what we have to figure out no. is what is the the new reiteration yeah. of the podcast. The new redefined. I do think that's the your word. That's such a good I word. I think it is. It feels, you know, as uh as our friend Jen Liss, also a fellow nine, different nine. But fellow nine, um, yeah. she, when she hosted a, you know, word of the year and I watched her replay, but one of the things that she recommends is that you like sit with the words and where do you feel and redefine feels right because it's popped up just like now has popped up for you several times. It has popped up all along um, these last yeah. few weeks of wanting to redefine what things look like for me. So I'm writing it down. That's my word of the year. I'm going to just go and do a post on it after we get done with this and <laughs> love it talk about that so yeah love it 